0: Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. How are you doing under this joyous lockdown? I'm doing okay, man. Like, I've gone a little stir-crazy, I swear. I'm working my ass off. And uh, yeah, uh, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm 10 pounds
0: down from the last time we pod which was good
1: i think i took on your 10 pounds mate
0: <laughs> it's nice that we share yeah but i'm trying to make sure that as we said last time i'm making the best of my time so if we can get back in a wrestling ring at some point this year i want to be able to go i don't want to be in the situation where i'm going to have to have three months to get back cardio i want to be there and that's helped by doing obviously the um the insanity max 30 that i'm doing and also as we mentioned on previous pods coach wicked doing everything at set go gym not only is he doing stuff at set go gym but it's for free so if you've got 10 minutes 15 minutes you're thinking oh, i'm feeling a little bit sluggish just crack on one of those find them on facebook set go gym give it a follow give it a share give it a like it will change your mood for the rest of the day or put you in a real good positive frame of mind
1: Fucking A, man. The few days I have found time to work out, I've, I've really appreciated it. And a uh, shout-out to our boy, Coach Wicked. Did a little interview this week with a certain Tax Williams.
0: Yeah, on, uh, on Coach Wicked's Instagram Live, he's going to be doing Friday Night Wicked going forward. Um, I was very privileged to be the first guest. It was good fun talking about my career in wrestling um, I really
1: enjoyed it. Like I knew most of it, but there was little bits here and there I picked up on, and he delved a little deeper and maybe things we haven't had a chance to on our own pod, you know? it's good. Yeah, and obviously we went in quite a bit of detail about the OWE bits, but this
0: week on Friday, if you follow Coach Wicked on Instagram, he's going to be joined by uh, Will Power, a friend of the show.
1: Yeah, about to say, pod regular Will Power. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll definitely try and find time to watch it all. Uh, I didn't get to the Q&A bits, unfortunately. I got a little bit lost in Instagram because I'm not an Instabod, so what can I i say but i'll definitely try and check out next week yeah
0: but something we did check out this week was progress chapter 100 unboxing for
1: so uh uh, we're doing progress obviously um we are relatively local to london so this is a, a major promotion i think that we give them credit for that that on the british indie scene that has links to wwe that we have an intriguing relationship with i think to start the pod we have to talk about our history with progress yeah so shortly
0: after we started the world of wrestling podcast um i noticed that adam who does all their social media at progress really nice chap really switched on really good at what he does to promote that brand Um, he was looking for podcasters interviewers to come along and cover the hello wembley show I noticed online that we had the opportunity to put our names forward to go and cover the show, and I did, and we were invited along to cover it with a lot of other decent podcasts. They didn't discriminate against listeners, views, subscriptions. They just listened to what people had done, and if it was of a decent quality, they invited them along. And it was a fantastic experience being there, and that show itself, the atmosphere being at a Britrest show with near five thousand people in attendance at Wembley Arena, was outstanding and that main event with Tyler Bay and Water was excellent. but when you went back and watched the show, that main event saved that card
1: yeah, I'd and agree with that it's harsh, but it is true that that main event was it was basically a one match card you know and there was things like the ladder match for example team eddie dennis and mark andrews was was good but they had the whole the tables wouldn't break and so it just completely ruined the match and it became a laughing stock unfortunately which kind of sucks because those guys put themselves through hell for us you know
0: yeah and i think the thing which we've noticed with some of the bigger progress shows is that they now have a tendency to run quite long sure in, in general so Unless you're fully invested in the storylines, and I think that's the problem, that progress are still going through that transitional time, which is why it's quite interesting to look at Chapter 100 as Jim Smallman's last show. Mm -hmm. But I think with all the talent being part of NXT UK, or their top talent being NXT UK, or for certain talents, they're not allowed to utilise them. Nudge wink David Starr. Yeah, fucking A. a Allegedly. You know, it's only going on pure uh, speculation. But it's just it seems to be in a bit of a lull. It's like after ICW sold out the Hydro, or, or well, I don't know if they sold out the Hydro, but they did good numbers at the Hydro, and then ICW just, everything dropped, and now you've seen like OTT come along, and then from a, a British, and uh, UK and Irish wrestling promotion, OTT seems to be really stepping up as the next big player.
1: Sure, they've had a couple of huge main events and such, yeah, like I've noticed, and we reviewed one of their shows, it was good, it wasn't, brilliant but it was good
0: no and it was good fun but i think with progress from my standpoint and we've been very open about it i love the concept of progress progress is a fantastic promotion they've always been very good to us and i will always keep dipping in and out of their products and again we watch this on the uh, progress on demand service if you're new to the service they've got a two-week free trial at the moment so you can sign up see a lot of the cool stuff they've got in there as well as all of their own along with all of their own sort of progress chapters up to where we're at. I think it's like 104 now that we've got up to. And it's well worth it for the content that's there. But from my standpoint, from when I got into progress to where I am now, it just doesn't seem as fluid
1: as a promotion. It's weird in that it's definitely lost its shine. Uh, the first like 50-odd episodes of progress, I think, are some of my favorite wrestling storytelling, booking, promoting, whatever, the, the branding and such, really, really clever, unique absolutely adore it um one of the things uh that really got me involved was that branding to start with to seeing that progress logo and being like what's this and seeing it was based at the garage in highbury which is down the road from my dad's house and thinking holy shit this is like a local promotion for me and like we joke about how they're like they claim to be the only promotion ever to run in london and that's absolute bullshit obviously there's been hundreds of promotions that have run in london over the years but it was it was fucking awesome it was so good like we've been to what, five, six live progress shows now?
0: Yeah, and I think in all seriousness as well, the the things that have semi-hindered uh, sort of our interaction with the product, not necessarily the people who run it, um, well, some of the people who run it are a hindrance to it, because like I remember shortly after we went to see uh, progress at the ballroom, I think you tweeted Briley didn't you, and said, wouldn't it be really good to, do more regular shows at bigger venues so more fans can get
1: in and yeah it sort of- was it was genuinely innocent just like can you i don't understand why you don't do this you're selling out tickets in seconds why don't you try and do a bigger room and pay the guys That was my suggestion and he was frankly incredibly fucking rude back to me and i was like all right i won't tweet you anymore geez i thought this was meant to be interactive and fun but he wasn't very happy about my suggestion but I think
0: that's the thing with Briarley in general, through the social media interactions. He doesn't he doesn't take centre stage but I, I think he's obviously very, very passionate about his product. So I I know again we've spoken on previous pods how when progress started up that you offered some of your experience in recording, filming, video editing, to just a few little things to help them on their way and again they were very
1: let me explain just so just so make it really clear and i'm not like you know putting anything out there that isn't true or whatever um I, when i first watched my first ever progress show i kind of saw the potential and was like this is fucking awesome this guy jim is amazing Uh and they seem to have something really good like a good ethos going and they were doing the uh like the marty Skull nathan Crew stuff at the time and like putting marty Skull as your main eventer was the best thing progress ever did because no one else was doing that at the time and I remember going, okay, this has got huge potential, but the production looks like shit. <laughs> like It sounds brutal because they get a lot of credit for their punk rock ethos or whatever. But to me, it's like it was unwatchable and there was little bits of editing that lost that great thing about professional wrestling, which is emotional ma- manipulation. And even to this day, there's things on this, which I will point out on episode 100 Chapter one hundred, whatever. Where I'm just like, if you'd have just extended that a little bit or cut to that sooner, it would be ten times better. Like the simple, most things, all about moments. and That's what they were missing. So I basically sent the progress account on Twitter. This is right when I first started. This is way before the other tweet or whatever. I mean, this this was. I sent them an that. email. Sorry, I did it privately. This was at, when they were still at the garage, wasn't? It? This was before yeah, they yeah. moved to the ballroom. This is before they were where anyone knew what they would become eventually. Uh, and i just saw the potential and realized how local they were to me and i was like dude like i'm just up the road um if i can help with editing in any way just give us a shout like i'd do this for a living and i just literally got a very short email back that went we do everything ourselves don't message us again basically and i was like oh okay yep fine no worries that's a shame because your product looks like shit in terms of editing but you know it's what it is <laughs> i mean what do you know now
0: that your combined wrestle talk videos have had over a million views sure i mean they know talent where this
1: is (laughs) 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 what a cutty thing to say i love
0: myself i don't know i just just felt the need to put that over over one million views of your content
1: yeah yeah it's It's outstanding blows my mind i don't understand how that's possible but i never thought it would be possible i owe those guys a lot yeah
0: Anyway, but a, mi- but a million is divisible by one hundred, so let's get into the <laughs>
1: card. It's not like progress are doing bad by themselves, to be fair. But I mean, you know, if uh, they learned what a denoiser was, they wouldn't have that huge fucking hum in the background the whole way through their shows. Uh- are you sure? Are you sure that's just not Glenn getting a, like pitch perfect ready for the next musical production? Literally, the whole way through this show, if you listen to it headphones, this is what you hear. Mm-hmm. As you're watching pro wrestling, I'm like. I'm gonna, I, had to, I had to EQ it out. It annoyed me that much. I'm like, dude, it's one thing. And then so you drag across, push the slider to the right, hum's gone, nothing else changed. It's so simple. Anyway. I mean, would, would you believe it As an untrained
0: ear? I just cast it onto my TV and watched it and had unsurprisingly no
1: technical difficulties. Sure, because through a TV speaker, you hear a lot less stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm sitting here with headphones on because I've got my daughter upstairs. and you know, it's. <laughs> I'm usually watching this stuff at late at night. I'm doing insane editing hours at the moment. But, you know, it is what it is. So, imagine how many people listen to this through headphones. Oh, Thousands. I, I, know,
0: I know I'm know. i definitely in the minority now who
1: really does still
0: just sit there and want to watch it on a TV rather than a PC or a tablet of some description.
1: Sure. Should we uh, run through the show a little bit? Yeah, let's go for it. So uh, 30th of December 2019, very last show of 2019. Uh, it's Progress 100. This is Jim Smallman's last show. Uh, I believe it's also Davy Starr's last show as well.
0: I think so. I don't think he comes back after this. I haven't seen
1: him mentioned on any cards. Because of the whole WWE link and how they can't use him. Because, I mean, let's face facts, he should have been their champion with that big fucking show we went to in London. What was the big one? That Ali was one of Ali? Ali, Ali Pali. Yeah, it should have been him, but it ended up being Eddie Dennis. But we can talk about that when we get to the match, I guess. So our commentators for tonight are Glenn Joseph and Matt Richards. What do you think, buddy? Very good. I, I've always liked Glenn because he's really passionate about the product, as you'd expect, as one of the
0: founder members. And True. I do and I do like Matt Richardson. Also, Fraser Thomas, when he was in and out of commentary on this show as well, was really good. I, I like all three. I think it works with a nice dynamic. I think from a commentary booth standpoint, where they're standing for the whole show on the stage, I like that. I think standing and doing commentary is better for all-round vocal projection. I do find that when I'm commentating on shows and, and it's live... I'd much prefer to stand if possible. But if you're in a fully seated area and I'm standing behind you, just chatting away about resting, it can be very off putting for the crowd. So when sure. they're on the stage and they can stand, the setup's really good. I think it works really well for them. And again, there's you know, there's no um there's no fancy dance stuff when you're at the ballroom. It's here's our table, here's our desk,
1: and we're off to the races. Yep. All that sort of stuff I absolutely love. They've added a lot of like um Mist and lighting to the show since the last time i was there which obviously they seem to have picked up from riptide in brighton yes because they now have an affiliation with them because they're on the same uh demand progress and stuff aren't they and i will say the riptide guys do everything how i think it should be done uh they are fucking awesome i've dealt with them quite a lot recently and now uh, yeah they're legends they're really really cool riptide uh, really go for movie wrestling don't they yeah and like um i bought a ticket to a show uh couldn't, couldn't go because of a work or something else uh i sent the guy a message being like look i'm sorry dude i don't want to refund or whatever but like if there's anything you can do uh, let me know gave me access to their streaming service for free for a week so i can watch the show that i paid for said he'd give me a free ticket to the next show i'm just like fucking hey man you he went above and beyond to accommodate me so yeah i really really appreciate that and he didn't know i worked for us talk or whatever like there's no favors here it was just like you know this is what he offered me as a fan just on one email what a fucking dude
0: and it's one of the promotions that I think when we can get back to being in these public gatherings, Riptide's one that we're going to make a road trip down to go and see and visit live and experience it in person, I think,
1: isn't it? Fuck yeah. And you know what? I'm not even going to cash in that free ticket. I will pay for another ticket because they were so cool to me. So there we go. Um, so don't steal our shit video at the beginning because, you know, Briley has to get his shit in at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> um, progress not, logo.
0: On, it's not sorry. as funny as it's not as funny as the old don't steal this, this no, stuff.
1: Why did they get rid of that gimmick? It was great. Now well, they've got the shitty semi-Doctor Disrespect 80s bullshit, and I'm like, it's
0: even, even that's edited badly. I think it's because they've got Believer in it, and based on what he's been doing over the last couple of days on the social media, I think, um, wow, uh, probably best he's not involved in
1: anything. Yeah, yeah, hmm, interesting. Yeah, had a few things reported about him recently that I'm not so keen to talk about, to be honest. I don't want to Pro- point the cunt, but you know. N-
0: no, probably best not to, and the fact that he yeah. promoted another piece of crap as well exactly, on his little yeah. video calling people out. It's all got very messy on wrestling Twitter. It's almost like lockdowns getting to people. But we are <laughs> on New
1: Year's Eve Eve, the last progress show of the decade. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, I, I wish it had lived up to the hype. Oh, we watched this because I was like, right... We've both got a bit sick of progress over the years. Let's be honest about it. We came out of that show, Ali Pally, going there was some good stuff, but it's not what it used to be.
0: Don't <laughs> charge me for fucking expensive tickets when there aren't seats for me to sit in. <laughs> that too,
1: but yeah, they've done that a few times for us. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, but we did this because it was like, all right, let's give another chance. This is uh, that's a home promotion for us. It's the simplest way to put it. Um, it's one of the biggest. It has the most potential. It has everything going for it. Um, it, it's, it's just not what I want it to be.
0: No, from, from where I stand at this moment in time as a wrestling fan and what I enjoy to consume, because again, as as we've said on the pod before, um, you know, our time to watch professional wrestling, now we're parents, we've got quite demanding jobs, it's not as great as it used to be. So if I spent, if we're talking like even five, six years ago, if I was sitting down for a weekend... I'd probably watch maybe two, three pay-per-views a weekend Mm, just to to enjoy wrestling, chuck it on in the background and have a lovely time. But now I watch probably what we're going to cover for our pod each week. And then I might have a bit of time to watch the network just to see some of the non-wrestling stuff they've produced. Like last night I was enjoying looking back at the Steve Austin, the best moments on the network, which is cracking. I really enjoyed looking back at all that and the evolution of, of Austin's character. But oh. I, I don't have time to sit down to a near four-hour show when I come out of it at the end going,
1: ah. Yeah, exactly. It's um, hmm. with, with this show, it's definitely a spectacular they've got a lot of the old guys coming back because it's jim smallman's last show and everything and that's one of the reasons i wanted to give it a go as well and that there might be some nostalgic storytelling and such but there's almost fuck all storytelling on this show i think my problem
0: at the moment with progress is as you said from a nostalgia standpoint i just want it to be how i remembered it And that's
1: through no fault of theirs because if they... Maybe even to evolve to something that is new or different, but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like it's just gone downhill.
0: But I think that is what we're going to see a bit more when we come back. Because if anything, and let's be honest, nothing good can come out of what's happening in the world at the moment. But it gives promotions a chance to have a reset. All the creative minds in any wrestling promotion has probably now booked the next six to twelve months of their shows already and have the stories set and which talent they want have probably reached out to that talent say here's when we provisionally want shows here's what we want to do so it's given everyone the opportunity i liken progress to how i used to enjoy the ufc progress was ufc was really really good to me and then my interest in it just waned because there became too much of it and it i found it was a little bit it's not as accessible and when i want to go and watch a wrestling show i'm really glad that they always sell out but as a wrestling fan i don't want to have to be sat there at lunchtime pressing refresh in the hope i can buy a ticket <laughs> yeah i get that, that, yeah, that, that yeah, sure. that's just my, my my lazy approach to things i
1: mean uh, they they must look at that from their perspective and go uh yeah dude we must be doing something right you know if that's oh, the yeah. case but i would hope that
0: after we can start running shows again that this will be when you really start seeing the new direction of progress. I think having, I think having Matt Richards involved is going to be a really positive thing for Progress Wrestling because where you've had the original three juggling their time with NXT UK plus Progress and all their other avenues, if they still do anything else outside of that, it it, it must be an absolute drain on your creativity because you can't you can't put all your good ideas into progress and put your half ass ones into NXT because you know it's yeah. the big boys. Mm. They what they want your best, but then you can't replicate your best because it's been used somewhere else. So they want to mean- try and stay original and creative.
1: Yeah, I mean, this comes back to, like, you know, the whole conversation about them not wanting to do big venues. And I remember them talking about wanting to be, like, the PWG of the UK and such. And the big difference between PWG and Progress is PWG didn't sell the fuck out, you know, and give all their talent away and not book the guys they want to book because they, they don't have the choice, you know. And that seems to be the point Progress have got to now. I, I, I don't think it's a major difference, you know. I wouldn't say they've sold out their talent oh. because I think if you got
0: to the stage where you are a wrestler and you had the choice to say, here's a contract to come and work, X number of dates for Progress, or here's your contract to come and work X number of dates for NXT UK, you can't do both, then they'd, they'd signed for the WWE. But the simple fact is it's made their product shit since they did it. I think that's because they haven't had time to really develop new ska- stars. And that's why you've seen the sudden rise of Cara Noir, and it's why you would have been able to see, again, whether or not I agree with his union concept or not, but having David Starr... As one of your your pillars of your promotion, it's a really really good thing. Apologies, I've realised that I just leant forward and I went pillars, so that might have spiked badly on someone's
1: head. Nah, don't worry about it. It's all right. sounded right to me. Right, let's get into the show, dude. So Jim Smallman's already in the ring, an absolute legend of a human being. Let's face facts. Like he may say things that I'm just like meh about or whatever, um, but as an MC, as a compare, as the guy that runs the show, that he's vital to progress. And this being his last show, I think um I just want to sing his praises a little bit. I think he's fucking awesome. I think he's very funny. His stand-up comedian routine does brilliantly for progress. It just works.
0: He's always been really, really kind to me and he had no right to be, even before we started doing this pod, even before we got to go up and cover Hello Wembley with them. I'd sent him messages, I'd send him DMs on Twitter about things to do with commentary and wrestling. Like, please look at my stuff. Please tell me what I can do better here. And without fail, he he would always respond to me with constructive criticism, things I could do better, things he liked, things that he felt would work. And he's always been, as we've said in previous pods, if you're near him at a show, even if he's about to go into the ring and do the next part of his MC gig, he'll always be like, you having a good time? Enjoying it? He's, hmm. he always ca- He genuinely cares about the wrestling fan and wants everyone to have a good time i i genuinely feel that if you went to a progress show and left and jim smallman said did you have a good time and they went uh, not really he'd probably be heartbroken
1: <laughs> yeah maybe so man I, I have no idea um i would say the only interaction i've ever had with him personally is uh, outside of the first brixton show they did um he walked past me i said thank you jim and he stopped shook my hand and then went yeah cheers man thanks for coming along and just kind of walked off and i was like holy shit i <laughs> didn't need to do that That was nice of him so there you go what a lovely lad um we're in the electric ballroom in camden london england home of home for me i, I grew up around the corner uh i love this place i love the venue it's just the best uh, i wish it wasn't full of smelly progress fans but, <laughs> 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 um, but you know it, it's just the best it's music venues and pro wrestling fuck yeah works so what, good what's your favorite gig you've seen at the ballroom uh I've not seen many gigs at the Borm at all, man. Um oh god. Best gig at the Borm. See, I get confused in the Borm and the Palace. I saw uh oh, what they called, for god's sake. Yep. What's your favorite gig at the Borm tags? I'll remember that name in a minute.
0: Well, I I've got two. Uh one was the favorite, but then you know, sometimes in music where people do what some wrestling promoters do, mm-hmm. and then you suddenly go, Oh, I can't really feel a bit bad listening to that. But brand new, when they were there, oh, nice. were excellent.
1: In the same um, vein, I saw Maya scene there, so that was like a yeah.
0: similar sort of music back in the day. But my favourite show for funness, Goldfinger.
1: Oh yeah, they're awesome. I saw them in uh, Brixton with uh, real big fish and stuff. They're yes. Great. Anyway, so uh, fucking awesome venue. If you get a chance to go to a, a wrestling show, uh, a whatever show at the Camden in ballroom in Camden, yeah, do it. You'll have a great time. I promise. Uh, it's in a basement. People don't realise a lot of the time. You have to go downstairs, and there's no windows or anything. It's it's very dangerous if there is a fire or a problem. But it, it's kind of that <laughs> makes it fun. You know, it's the risk of going to the ballroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, but putting your safety on the line and potentially a, a fire disaster
1: yeah, is yeah. fun. <laughs> the, the entrance is tiny. Like you'd be fucked if there was a fire. Like you would be absolutely burned to death. So there's a huge build up of noise and for Jim's last time at the beginning of the show he goes, Hey yeah and there's a huge Way. pop and you know, then he just proceeds to talk a lot. Did you get a time on this? How long he talked
0: for? I didn't get a time when it I got I got um I got time for when the first match finished and when the second match started. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. So, well, we were 45,
1: the first 45 minutes of the entire card, I had one wrestling match. Yeah, sounds about right. So uh, before we get into that, so he does this whole thing where he has everyone stand up and says, you know, if you've been to 10 progress shows, sit down. If you've been to 50 progress shows, sit down. And we get to 100, and there's just Gadge, British superfan, standing there in the front row going, I've been here since day one, mate. And uh, yeah, Gadge, what a legend. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but you should, because he's just the best. But then one of the main
0: things, the one main takeaways from... Jim's opening um monologue for this show was that a, a lot of the well actually no let's go back if you're unfamiliar with the concept of unboxing as we we said at the start of this show you don't know the card the whole I'm not even thing, sure we did
1: mention it was an unboxing show but <laughs> oh,
0: no no well the, the concept of unboxing, it's their end of year show. You don't know who
1: is going to be there, what's on the card, what matches are on the card. Sure. So I've, I've been to one and it was one of the best shows I've ever been to because uh, Marty Skel comes out on the ramp and takes Zack Sabre Jr. out of a box as his tag team partner. And I was like, that was fucking great. <laughs> and it's
0: I'd say it's similar to when they do their 80s shows. It's aimed to be a bit of fun between the Christmas and New Year period. Sure. It's a good way to get some of the old talent back, people you haven't seen for a while, and it's a good chance to expose new talent at these unboxing shows. But what Jim mentioned during the opening um, parts of it is that some of the plans they already had for the unboxing um, had fallen through because a couple of talent uh, were ill. So Tony Storm was supposed to compete and she was supposed to wrestle Ginny, but Tony Storm was sick, so she couldn't attend. And for that reason, the first match on the card or on unboxing was supposed to be the pre-show
1: match, but then they got bumped up to the main card. Yeah, sure. So um, there, is, there is one bit in when Jim's having these little conversations. Uh, he, he mocks a dude for being a YouTuber, so uh, he's now dead to me as a human being. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not a podcaster. Sorry.
0: At least he's not a podcaster.
1: Yeah, fucking A. So... Uh, Jim really does hit every cliche about progress and its fans and this band. It's kind of great. Uh, he does eventually get onto the concept of the show. He talks about unboxing, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, we get to our first match. We get no entrances. They are cut from the show, uh, which was meant to be the pre-show match, as you're talking about. Because of illnesses, we jump into the first show. So it's a tag team match of Jerry Bakewell and Mercedes Blaze versus Cassius. If we were in Mexico, he would be an Exotico. What a fucking awesome <laughs> dude. Uh, and... Nio I is that I how got you pronounce it? I got it as Nio. Nio? I think it's Nio. Oh, I'm not sure. It's it's a difficult one. I I would suggest a name change immediately because if you don't immediately know what the name is, then it's it's difficult to pronounce and yeah, just so you know. Cassius, Cassius <laughs> is <laughs> That sounded like such a dick comment, but
0: it is true. You should have a simpler name. Cassius is outstanding and I've it's seen Cassius really good, really, really on- good on TV shows if they're oh, having okay. people like spot wrestlers come on to do things like they had a league of their own which is like the James Corden Jamie Redknapp Freddie Flintoff show on Sky One when they did wrestling they had Cassius turn up for that and have him grind against Jack Whitehall
1: oh nice sounds good <laughs> um, and we've also we've it. seen
0: Jerry Bakewell before on a previous pod show haven't we
1: have we indeed because uh, I thought I recognised him I quite like the the guy the character the gimmick and stuff
0: yeah, because he old-school... was on... Um, was it the OTT show Jerry Bakewell I, I, was on? I, I
1: don't remember, tax.
0: I anyway, don't remember Mes- at all, sorry. <laughs> Mercedes-Blaze was really, really good in this as well.
1: Sure. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a progress match done by people who need some experience.
0: Yeah, and you could tell why these guys were going to be on the pre-show yeah. to start with. Sure. But I think having a a mixed tag for your opening match with people who have definitely seemed to have no working knowledge of each other. And then the pressure of being told, Oh, by the way, guys, you're on the main card. I know it sounds silly saying that you're on a pre-show versus you're on the main numbered show, but you can imagine that's probably quite a big deal because a number of people want to be on a numbered show. As the, um, the OJMO says last year, I was on the the pre-show. Now I'm going for the title. It either irks people that they're on the pre-show because they think they're better than that, or it's a fantastic opportunity for exposure. Like we saw the guys at Ali Pally, whose names uh, was it? The Nick, who was one of the tag teams on at Ali Pally.
1: Anyway, let's move on because I can't remember. <laughs> so uh, I mean, the ma- the matches is, is good. It's a bit messy here and there, a bit head droppy. Um, they're trying to put something together um, beyond their means, almost. You know what I mean? But it's it's you can nice to see the aspirations and such, and yeah, you just feel happy for the guys. They told quite a good story considering what they had. Um, I would say that it's I, I I find it really interesting that you mentioned that this was a mixed tag, and I hadn't even thought to point that out. I love that we've got to that point in pro wrestling where it's okay now. No one really bitches about it anymore. No, not at
0: all. I do find, as you said, the sequences in this match were a little bit clumsy, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. But what's really nice was that the progress fans at the ballroom were really into it. They were really yeah. egging everyone on, being really, really horrible to the heels, being super, super nice to, to Nioh and Cassius.
1: Yeah, Progress fans, before, they're a few points in, and, you know, they've got a little bit jaded as the night's gone on. Uh, I think they're fine. I think I, I think everyone goes in with the best intentions. It's just, uh, as the show goes along, oh, my God, I wanted to murder a few of them, but, you know, it's what it is. <laughs> um, so... Uh, i'll happily have all four back on any card ever i think all four are really really good and they've got a lot of potential i think uh, nioh probably needs the most work out of the four i think that's fair to say yeah and i think blaze and cassius
0: were the real i mean again it's the saying there's a stand the standouts and four competitors but i think they were on par with each other as a standout sure, sure. they'd be yeah. the two i would expect
1: to see come back sooner than um than jerry bakewell and nioh yeah, sure. I mean, there is a beautiful finish, fisherman suplex by Bakewell for the finish on Tanao. For the one, two, three, and your winners are Jerry Bakewell and Mercedes Blaze. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. Did not hate it at all. For an opening match with some people that probably need some experience, I can't expect more than what they did. Uh, Yeah, it was good. I actually wouldn't wouldn't have minded a bit less than what they did, to be honest. It was nice. And at this stage, I thought, oh, if this is going to carry on at this level, I'm
0: going to be in for a treat.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um holy fuck I just read what the next match is while I was doing this live. So uh Ref Joel comes out and is a gangster now? <laughs> What's this gimmick? I've missed this completely. He's he's just
0: I I think this might be a throwback from um one of their shows in earlier in 2019 where they okay. did like the throwback show. I think yeah, that was yeah, his little sure. character now.
1: So oh yeah, a ma- match 2 yeah. So Jim stalls for a little bit because they've got some technical issues backstage, apparently. Uh, another 10 minutes later, Jim is still stalling. He does a really good job of it. He's even joking about the fact that he has to stall. Uh, it seems that someone's laptop needs to be restarted backstage. Um, does that person initials baby be JB? <laughs> what do you think, Dax? <laughs>
0: Well, as, as someone in the past who might have had to reboot my own stuff at uh, SCPW shows quickly, <laughs> I'm not going to
1: be... We've all been there, I'm just taking the piss. I'm
0: not going to be one to judge, but I like the fact that they're all using Macs still because they're known to be reliable.
1: Yeah, fucking it. Uh, all the people at Russell Talk use Macs apart from me and Pete, so yeah, I fucking hate them. So it's what it is? This? As I record this on my Mac. We had to buy Laurie a new Mac this week because this one broke, but it is what it is. So uh, entrances this time. Hooray! Big Roy's in the house. They're like, yeah, old school progress. This is awesome. We are in for a Wasteman Challenge, tax. Everyone loves a Wasteman Challenge. <laughs> if you're not a Progress fan, you don't know what this is. It's a battle rap. and uh, Usually they're really fucking great. There's been some absolute banter one-liners i remember mark andrews absolutely destroying roy johnson in one of them and lycos is also very very good at these he's awesome so i mean we'll skip through quite a lot of this because there's a lot to go over but we get um Ligero of the non-l variety and enters uh, cu- current progress tag team champion the fucking ugly belt scotty davis <laughs> uh chris ridgeway uh no fun nah the anti-fun police are both in yay i fucking love those dudes uh gene money's also here who is over as fuck in progress suddenly
0: gene money for super strong style 16 Nudge yeah, apparently so there
1: we go so uh, i would say at this point gene's belly flop entrance is fucking hilarious and his uh nipple clamps yep <laughs> the tape over his nips and stuff like yeah it's good and i'm also not sure lo- how much i like him as a wrestler But the gimmick's over
0: yeah and that's that's part of the battle isn't it really sure and also lycos
1: was part of this as well yeah i was gonna and kid lycos now i didn't know if i think this is the first kid lycos right yeah this wasn't joe nelson lycos okay good stuff good stuff good stuff because he has a doctor's note to say he can compete this evening (laughs) in the waste (laughs) man challenge it's literally a bit of paper where he's written doctor's note on it so i mean that's funny but yeah good start doesn't come across in a podcast very well but it's what it is so the waste man challenge commences the uh, winner of which gets to pick the stip for the next match yeah sure i've got that bit sorry so i've written down some best bits Should we fly through them yeah fine. go for it okay so jim's reading out a note written by Liguero that claims el Liguero is hit as is and has always been mexican <laughs> Fucking banter, genuinely funny. Uh, Deputy Dunn asks Santos to drop a beat, and Santos goes. <laughs> I I fell out my chair laughing. It was so fucking funny. Um, if you don't know um Santos, he's basically a big fat dude from Birmingham somewhere. I'm assuming. Who does a mexican luchador gimmick hence the the mexican music yeah exactly and he's not from birmingham he's from mexico
0: see sure Liguero and generico
1: hit, hit him and Liguero having a conversation <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> hilarious anyway so gene money has bars of positivity um a moment of genius happens while lycos is rapping he does a finger gun and goes like that like most gangsters would do and then absolutely living their gimmick the anti-fun police react like it was a real gun (laughs) holy shit like this was not planned you can tell this is not planned because they react to each other and then go he's got a gun (laughs) i'm like holy shit guy this is everything
0: i love about pro wrestling I feel sorry for Santos that he recently got fired from anti-fun police. Oh, did after, he really? After Sergeant Suplex and Millie McKenzie ratted him out for becoming the
1: funniest wrestler in the world. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just have, like, their matches and moments lined up as, like, a long story. God, that'd be good. i not to go through all the other bullshit. But anyway. It's, um, what, it's what Fandango and Breeze were
0: trying to be. In WWE, when they sure. were Fashion Files, wasn't
1: it? Absolutely, man. So Lycos uh, eventually gets on the mic and absolutely buries ligero uh, Lycos also gets a huge reaction out of a line to Dunn that I completely missed the reference of. Did you get this one? No. It was a line about someone. I think it was a line about a girl that maybe we should have known about. But I, I, I like, literally the whole place is like falling about laughing. And I, like, uh, I didn't get that reference. Sorry. No, I,
0: I, I missed,
1: I missed that. Chapter. Yeah, weird one. So uh, Lycos declares himself the winner. Can he do that, Joey? (laughs) (laughs) And chooses a reverse battle royal TNA style. Holy shit. What's been
0: nice, though, is that in, let's say, the first 99 chapters, that Progress, they've they've often joked about holding a reverse battle royal. And now now we finally get to witness
1: the marvel of the reverse battle royal yeah this is a very long term thing for them kind of teasing it for years and years and years this and jim duggan uh, yeah sure so uh what are the rules tax the rules of a
0: reverse battle royal is all the competitors start on the entrance ramp and you are eliminated if you're thrown into the ring and both feet touch the mat
1: (laughs) it's fucking (laughs) ridiculous
0: And I will be pitching this for every wrestling promotion I work for in 2020 and 2021. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So Jim
1: says the match is super fucking sexy. You're like, what? Cueing? Stupid, sexy Travis Banks is here. (laughs) Do you want to talk about this gimmick? I think he's ripped you off, Tax.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, it's the most over for me, Travis Banks has been because I thought, oh, I'm looking in the mirror, but
1: (laughs) I'm not as chiseled (laughs) as Banks. (laughs) Oh, he's very Valvinus, thrusty, happy, sexy Travis Banks. He's great. I enjoy this gimmick. It's the most a- he's ever been with me, to be honest.
0: Uh, all I can describe since uh, Sexy Trav came out, this became, for lack of a better term from my theatre
1: studies days, homoerotic. <laughs> Ooh yeah. I'm totally into it. So uh, what the hell is happening? Banks declares uh, a dance-off. So many gimmicks in this match, it is hard to wa- keep track of them sometimes. I was uh, hard. it's it's over as fuck with me and the crowd to be totally honest I was really loving it it was hilarious ref Joel whips off his red shirt to reveal a fishnet wife beater underneath wow (laughs) oh fucking hell Uh, anti-fun police just the greatest everything in this match they do is perfect I can't just say how good they are having Santos bum done (laughs) that's great beautiful (laughs) stuff uh banks declares a conga line to the ramp to get the match started Uh, and we get a briley cameo yay (laughs) (laughs) are we gonna talk about it or we just gonna skip over it Someone just shit all over someone who's been pretty good to us to be fair well
0: progress adam's been good to us (laughs) jim small has been good to us let's skip over it
1: i'm sure glenn's lovely too so (laughs) now everyone is on the ramp The bell rings and no one knows what the fuck to do. Jim reminds us, uh, you're eliminated when you're thrown into the ring and both of you hit the canvas, as Tax has explained to you. Um, Has the dumbest rules of all time. Uh, And immediately, Scotty Davis and Chris Ridgway need a
0: murder clown. Wait, you say it's the dumbest rules of all time. You mentioned the promotion earlier. Are you not thinking of King of the Mountain? (laughs) What, What was that? Wasn't that like a reverse ladder match? so basically you had to hang the belt
1: yeah to be able but then to. then immediately take it down to claim it right to,
0: you had to hang i think you had to hang the belt and then get go for a pinfall and then you could win and if you were pinned at some point no no, it was the other way round
1: you had to get a pinfall to be able to to be eligible to, to hang, be able to the hang the, up, the belt that to was it and if and if you were pinned you'd get put in the cage
2: <laughs> i forgot about that bit <laughs>
1: Oh, I remember, like, AJ Styles being pinned once, and then the ref trying to drag him and put him in the cage. AJ being like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, like, genuinely seemed like he didn't realise he had to go in the cage.
0: Oh, fucking hell, they were- TNA,
1: Bit- God, can we
0: just do a TNA podcast? I'm sure it'd be
1: fucking funny.
0: Well, this thing, I was going to send you a message earlier, because I saw something online, and... I looked back at the roster from TNA in 2009, and Jesus oh Christ, God. creativity completely fucked that company up, didn't it, based on what they had on that roster.
1: Yeah, you look down the list of the guys they've had over the years, it's fucking mental. I think at one point, right, like, just in terms of name value, they had Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, AJ Styles, someone with Joe. Like, you just look down the list, it's crazy. I'm Cut just going to see
0: if I can find this. 3D, t-
1: like, fucking, sorry, go on.
0: I took the picture and then I deleted it because I didn't send it out to you. Where's it gone? I I, I don't want to stall too long on this. I think I've deleted this a long time ago, a few days ago. Here it is. Oh, how's that? That's not the TNA. There it is. So TNA roster in 2009, headlined by Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Sting, uh, (laughs) Monty Monty Brown, Booker T, Scott Steiner. I mean, it's, it's insane how many people in there. You've got people like doug williams you've got rob rob terry
1: <laughs> i mean as a as a uh, person to be on a poster or to be like yeah, really shit, their- that's a big dude you know?
0: aj foley jeff Jarrett, the dudleys america's most wanted bobby rude beer sure. money yeah it was insane but i've I digressed from stupid rule so reverse battle rule as you said bridgeway and scotty davis needed murder clown buy murder clowns yeah. merch when we can
1: fucking a man they they look so bad um Liguero dives everyone down but, but mrs trav trav stops looks about and sells anyway like he's done before <laughs> it's still funny um santos and Liguero communicate in perfect spanish uh, like i mentioned earlier they sound a bit like a yorkshire accent in that spanish there thanks
0: it's just where they're based you know they've got the local twang Totally
1: Yep It's fine to refer to it As a bath Rather than a bath I also didn't know That I could speak Spanish Ola Because <laughs> I mean They're talking to each other In Spanish And I can perfectly understand What they're saying It's great It's amazing so, um, What
0: you can do With a, with
1: Duolingo When you're during <laughs> lockdown <laughs> I mean, Leguero and Santos are just genius together. Santos is too fat to chase Liguero around the ring. But Liguero goes all the way around and accidentally bumps into Santos <laughs> after doing a full loop around. So Santos eliminates Leguero. Uh, Gene, Money eliminates Santos... Uh, Banks pulls trunks down on Gene. Uh, Gene goes for a top rope splash with his trunks around his ankles still because he's a fucking idiot, apparently. <laughs> Tripping himself up, Who falls viciously into the ring eliminating him, eliminating himself. Um, 100% on the cornet meter at this point is one thing I've noted down. <laughs> I mean, it truly really is. This is just the most ridiculous shit ever, isn't it? It was enjoyable when it got started. Sure, yeah. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to... Oh, so this, the one thing about this match is that Scotty Davis and Chris Ridgway are basically having an MMA kind of like sparring session on the outside while all this ridiculous silly bullshit's going on in the ring and around the ring.
0: It's almost like <laughs> Scotty Davis has gone, nah, uh, I've
1: done my little dance at the beginning. That's it for me. Yeah, let's kick the shit out of each other One, no one gives a fuck about it. I mean if that doesn't sum progress up, I don't know what does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I gave up at this point trying to work out what was happening so let's just do the last eliminations so uh, Trav Ridgeway marking out eliminate Ridgeway uh, moustache plex are you watching Vince McMahon chant was quite funny that's the one chant of the evening that I popped for
0: yeah and uh, I assume
1: he wasn't because he's too busy trying to sell to ESPN absolutely (laughs) absolutely So the finish comes when Davis gets Dunn in, but Santos catches him, pops him back on the hardest part of the ring. Dunn kicks Davis and shoves him in the ring for the win. The winner is not Jim Cornette. (laughs) (laughs) So the anti-fun police now get a tag title shot, I think, is the deal here, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Everyone takes the theatrical cast kind of bow at the end of the match. I'm just like, ah, that's pretty funny. (laughs) I, I, oh I enjoyed God. this
0: probably more than i should have sure
1: uh match of the night absolutely 100% match of the
0: night for me this is great i loved it i then yeah, not for me The the tag <laughs> the the, the, the pre main tag was it for me sure so but uh we'll chris roberts is here and gets booed out the building because it's, it's chris roberts in progress it's kind a of small funny. a small one then says you come in at Ali pally hitting people with stunners and a destroyer
1: and they love you and you just turn up to do your job and you get booed <laughs> <laughs> genuinely one of those kind of inside jokes between fans that kind of make things great like this it's really really fun so um it's gonna be next up Ilya draganov uh, fucking a and his drums accompanying him once ruined in 2018 indeed versus kyle fletcher and I was with like, mask. oh, yes, please. When I saw that these two were going to be up against each other, I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, didn't really live up to the
0: hype, though, did it? No, I I just don't know if either guy, either the guys were carrying an injury at all. It just didn't maybe. seem, or maybe it was just not a great chemistry from competitors in ring possibly I mean, it's
1: third match of the night it's a bit of a dead spot as well to put these two guys in this like this seems like you do you do a feud for a year and then have these guys wrestle not like you know let's just do a random match between the two this should have been
0: the treat of the card this is a thing that people should have been waxing lyrical about when they were sure. leaving the show they should this should have been the hang on we are British strong style this is what this should be dealt with by two people who aren't British
1: yeah if they're not going to be able to do like you know Dunn bait for example which would be a progress super show main event sort of thing or like a Zack Sabre jr uh Pete Dunne or whatever you know that's caliber of match we know progress could deliver and have delivered in the past um why not put these two as like high up potentially main event and give them half an hour you know i would love to have seen it personally because i'm a big fan of both guys i don't understand how
0: the booking of dragon has been working in progress and again i think this is just victim of being signed to nxt uk potentially mm-hmm. because the whole storyline leading up to Dunn versus dragon at hello wembley was phenomenal though the, the it just built, and as we said at the time, we said when we covered it in in our archives at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com, dot com, when we covered Hello Wembley, they should have had Dragonov go over so strong and then start
1: running through that progress roster, that, and then they would have been Absolutely. they would
0: have had their top level main draw heel.
1: Well, Dragonov was like the outsider, the guy from WXW from Germany from Russia wherever you want to, I could say his gimmick and all that sort of shit. Um, he was like the guy we'd all heard about but not really seen much of, you know. It's like that outsider threat, and it's just—it's so easy to run with that, and it's a real shame Progress didn't seem to immediately. They, they've done the whole Cara Noir, Ilya Dragunov feud that I saw a lot of good things about. I haven't seen enough of it to really comment, but um, I, I will say Carl Fletcher has put on maybe three or four of my favorite matches in the last few years. Considering when we
0: saw... Because when did we see Aussie Open? What show did we go to when we saw Rosie open? Oh,
1: I don't know. One of the uh, earlier shows. I think I first saw them in Camden.
0: I, I was thinking, haven't? Didn't we Not see sure. them? Did we see them at an IPW show? Possibly.
1: Oh, um, I don't remember. To be honest, I know I've definitely seen them a bunch of times now, and I yeah. remember the first time going, "Ah, they're all right." And then slowly and surely, uh, Carl Fletcher specifically for me has become the guy. You know, I think the other guy's... Uh, what's the, guys, the other guy's Mark, name? Mark Davis. Mark Davis, I think, is very good as well. He's a very kind of good Japanese-style heavyweight kind of wrestler, you know?
0: Yeah, I think for... Because Davis is still out injured at the moment, I, I get so, the impression, yeah. which has been one of the best things for Carl Fletcher because he's been able to really develop as a singles wrestler without being part of Aussie Open. That's yeah. not saying I didn't start to enjoy the work of Aussie Open. Again, at Wembley, they were really good but it's just, and considering that dunn got so bad uh, sorry davis got so badly injured in that match and still carried on you know these lads are tough cookies but fletcher has from being like you said not really on my radar or not really of interest in the last six months has really really pushed on
1: yeah considering um carl's australia i would love to personally see him once everything's back in swing on in new japan uh, underneath like a guy like a JY or a will Ospreay, one of those Ooh, two guys
0: good eye, good shout
1: he, he just he fits perfectly in with those set of guys but if you p- see him next to them he's fucking massive carl fletcher's a big dude he's doesn't come across like that always but like if you put him in the ring with a smaller guy like a taiji taiji ishimori he would outweigh taiji Mishimori by like two times the amount you know he's a big dude and i think that we'll probably it's everything's going
0: to be delayed now by six months to a year and where these wrestlers would have been but i wouldn't be surprised if come wrestle kingdom 2022 that carl fletcher is
1: part of new japan yeah i mean they've done a few runs as Aussie the open in the junior tag and such um i definitely want to see carl fletcher back over there soon i think mar davis as well i think the New Japan have a really good potential to expand into Australia and their growing wrestling indie scene um, to become like their main promotion because they are so local, being Japan and Australia. It's really not that far. Um, also, on that subject, please, can we, please, 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 can we get the iconics in Stardom? <laughs> yeah, fucking eh. Let's just put the iconics everywhere. Uh, they're so good. What the fuck do you think they're doing about not booking those two? Anyway, whatever. A lot of people don't like them and I just don't get it at all. But anyway. I, I love the iconics. Sure. So um, let's move back to the match. You've got Ilya Dragunov off against Carl Fletcher. Um, I'm going to be totally honest. I tried to sit back and just enjoy these matches and not take too many notes. But the one note I have immediately is I am trying to ignore the crowd so much. There is constant back and forth chanting and it does not end. Angry face. Yeah, it wasn't good. I did not enjoy it at all. It's, It's so distracting. I don't get, like, why people feel the need to chant constantly and not pay attention to the match and cheer or boo or whatever. But, I mean, we could do this all night because this is just constant with this crowd. The problem that we have,
0: especially in this match, is where people are really latching onto Fletcher but also really like the Dragunov character in the in-ring work. So where we've got no storyline... It's just clearly a spot match. They're going to cheer for everyone to show the respects, And then again, don't get me wrong, I am completely in the same boat as you. I find it so frustrating to try and sit back and enjoy a wrestling match if it's purely just duelling a relevant chance. Yeah. I don't mind a boo because that's fine because sure. there's something going
1: on in the ring. But... It's yeah. reacting. It's not just chanting for the sake of chanting because they think they have to make noise constantly. If they were cheering basically every time Dragonoff's chops and
0: lariats basically landed because they were just hard as hell as always, that I'd be on board with it. Because as you said, if there's purpose, chant. If you're just doing it
1: because it's funny, don't
0: fucking bother.
1: Yeah, because it's not fucking funny. It's really fucking annoying <laughs> to like 90% of people in the crowd and everyone watching at home. And, anyway, and please, so <laughs> please don't get this wrong. Um, this isn't
0: just because we're not there in the atmosphere because nah, when we've been to we've progress been shows there. before... I've wanted to
1: throw shit at people. I've annoyed annoyed by them so much and I'm not a person, a violent person, you know? Anyway. I like a torpedo, Moscow. Yeah, if that fucking slow clap cunt is at the next show, I'm just going <laughs> to walk out, I swear. Anyway, <laughs> you know the big guy? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. If you've been yeah. to a British wrestling show, he's always fucking there. Anyway, um, that's because I mean- he hasn't
0: worked out enough to be able to move his hands fast enough oh. to clap normally.
1: That's him clapping at full pace. <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely bloke, but fucking hell, I wish he'd stop trying to clap all the time. So, um... <laughs> let's get through it quickly slow build stiff fucks Jesus Christ a Brett Ropes Mishinoku driver by Fletcher nice Uh, strike exchange on the knees building to their feet it's a war of attrition between the two with a decent build less of a dead spot at the end of the card Uh, this feud down the line could be very very good there's lots of potential here Um, but Dragunov goes coast to coast Ubi Zinga Torpedo Moscow the running headbutt for the one, two, three and your winner of the match Ilya Dragunov and his rhythmical drumming Um, yeah in your face sting yeah sure (laughs) fucking A so I mean what you were saying about this being essentially face versus face is what it really comes down to and the fans kind of chanting for the sake of chanting and not really know what to do I mean copy and paste for the entire rest of the card pretty much Uh, other than the next match alright well we'll see well um Mm. Well, let's get into it so um, is there anything else you want to say about Fletcher and Dragunov
0: would have been really good had they had a proper build sure
1: give him a story give me a year you know maybe adding Karinawa here and there sort of thing and if you can bring an Osprey for a spot show or something you know fucking hell it, that could be good and you know, get bring- Carl Fletcher to New Japan mate stick ojmo in that little group as well and you've got like four or five top guys feuding over a belt fucking hell that'd be awesome um no i didn't include our current progress unified champion <laughs> eddie dennis uh comes out next um and his opponent who now comes out remember these are all surprises we're not meant to know who these matches are going to be is the ojmo and oh my god is this kid over I like the fact that they
0: they had the throwback to when he was basically knocked out by on Twitter recently, where he was knocked out by Dunn <laughs> when he was ring crew.
1: <laughs> oh, did he? Re- I missed that completely. Awesome. So that, uh, this that- this kid is special. He's tiny. He can work. He's got all the facials and the emotion in the ring. Um, I I think I I've seen him on uh the um the No Fans Monday show that Russ Talk did. And uh, yeah, I just I haven't got enough nice, positive things to say about the guy.
0: The first I came across him was before Super Strong Style 16 in 2019. All eight competitors were interviewed on uh, the Pro Wrestling Show. This is uh, when Will Gavin and Jonas were doing it, along with Alex McCarthy, before he's gone off with, like grabbed the ball and run with it, while Jonas and Will Gavin concentrate on the NFL stuff. Sure, But just listening to the OJMO during these interviews he was on he was literally on character basically putting himself over putting over the putting over the the tournament whereas a lot of the other guys who may have not had national exposure because none of them had at the time it it was a case of yeah it's going to be great it's a real great chance for me and he was like no I've got to win it I'm going to win it (laughs) because I'm the best I'm the best of these guys yeah that's what I
1: always get from his character as well I believe what he's saying yeah. You know, and even though I know it's not real, I'm easily suspending my disbelief, like I'm watching a, a movie or a TV show or something. Because he's so into his character, it's so exactly. endearing, you know? And it and it comes across really well. So mm-hmm. it was it was
0: a nice surprise to have him going against
1: Progress's unified heavyweight champion. Sure, a fun a fun idea. Like I my notes before this match, uh this has all the potential of being a classic. You've got a young up and comer on the rise versus an established kind of bigger head heel sort of character and i've literally just written underneath it well let's see <laughs> so um it, I, i'm gonna put this as a question to you rather than a statement but it's going to come across a little bit biased because of the way i'm what i'm going to ask you so are the fans booing eddie dennis out of hatred or fear of this heel like you want a heel to be booed or are they booing him out of sympathy for the attempt to make him a top heel? Because I could not stop thinking about it.
0: That's tricky because they want to support Eddie Dennis. And this is the thing as well. Eddie Dennis, as a human being, is such a nice guy. I've met him a couple of times. He's a lovely chap. He comes cool. across brilliantly in interviews. He's a, a the perfect person you'd want in any locker room, in any form of
1: professional wrestling. Is but it not knowing that, that I, this is what I've always assumed about him, because I've seen him interviewed, and I know his old stuff in progress, obviously, that stopped people from truly hating him, hating the character? I think it's very difficult to hate
0: the character. And as you said, he was, the belt was put on him. It was nice that they remembered that someone had a title match from Hello Wembley at Ali Pally yeah. this year. So that sure. was very... Very good fourth right there, but I, the general consensus through Progress fans and wrestling fans in general who, general who saw that show were were very much of the opinion they've put the belt on Eddie Dennis because they're not allowed
1: to put it on David Starr and they can't keep it on Walter. Sure. So go back to when Will Ospreay was a face coming up against heel Jimmy Havoc, Okay. The visceral, guttural reaction, the emotion in that venue, compared to when they turned Osprey heel somehow, and turned Jimmy Havoc the face against Osprey, and got that same level of evoc- evocative emotion and such, compared to this match, it's it's completely non-comparable.
0: And as you said, this is this is the problem. Going back to your question, where. Everyone was so happy for Eddie Dennis when he got his NXT contract and when he was doing stuff with pro wrestling chaos. And then he got hurt. And then the poor lad got hurt again. And as we've seen again now, when he had to drop the progress title after this show, because he's hurt. Mm. Everyone just wants him to do well. They will him to have his opportunity because he is such a nice guy. And as you said, I get the feeling that a lot of the fans are booing through because they want him to succeed as a heel but yeah. don't necessarily believe him and Mark Andrews as this dastardly heel duo yeah
1: it's it's tricky when they've spent their whole careers up until this point almost being the most lovable people in the company you know
0: and again I it's silly now being able to to look at it and I, you know it's a fault of mine when you you get to meet people get to interact with people but even Mark Andrews. Uh, um the Brixton show we went to, mm-hmm. coming out to the fans before the show, it's like, he's a nice guy. And I struggle. I struggle to see Mark Andrews as a heel, similar to how I struggle to see Eddie Dennis as a heel. Sure, yeah. Or a world champion, regrettably.
1: So, um, I mean, moving on a little bit, because uh, I want to get thrown through this. Uh, I don't want to be that guy again, but the fans are not cheering in context at all. There's a moment that I've noted down here to kind of demonstrate this. Uh, The fans start a chant, right, about OJMO. Uh, The OJMO starts to make his comeback because he's been beaten down by Eddie up until this point. The fans are still doing the same chant. Eddie lets OJM get a few shots in but then cuts him off. The fans are still doing the same chant. Eddie does some moves then gets the slow... The chant slowly tapers out into nothing and the the fans have missed the spot. All the evocative emotion from that moment is gone. And uh, yeah, the fans shit all over what the guys were trying to achieve in the ring. It certainly uh, ruined the
0: flow, didn't it? Yeah,
1: it's when you've not really got them in your back pocket already, shit like this, just, I just lose interest so quickly. Uh, But from a storytelling... I really wanted to enjoy this, man. I just didn't, unfortunately. But from
0: a storytelling standpoint where... I mean, Progress got a lot of criticism when they put the belt on Eddie Dennis. I think that's fair, yeah. But from a storyline standpoint, to have him go against the OJMO, who is so popular with the Progress fans, who's so popular in in British wrestling at the moment, and to be essentially uh, many times in this match, if you were ignoring the crowd, you thought, "Oh my god, the OJMO might
1: actually beat him." Yeah, and I that, wish I'd turn the. I wish you could turn the crowd noise off and keep the commentary. You know,
0: but what watching that and trying to trying to block them out as best you can, the story the two guys were telling in the ring was was really good they're the, the so close
1: to to beating the champion and maybe the, I've just got really really used to seeing no fan shows and like hearing fans again I'm instantly just like oh fuck this is terrible
0: I mean there's there's no denying that I quite enjoy Raw and
1: Smackdown at the moment <laughs> yeah i would listen to annoying fans and stuff it's great isn't it? anyway uh, <laughs> um, this is terrible anyway uh so they do a razor's edge into a rana spot the cameras miss the impact because you know progress production uh ojmo does a fosbury <laughs> flop to the top over the top rope to the outside uh ojmo needs a murder clown because eddie dennis completely fucking drops him <laughs> ah, so uh dennis does the border toss um can he do that joey <laughs> yeah it's like, it's a bit dangerous, isn't it? I wouldn't want to take that. Anyway, so, um... Oh, God. Uh, this is just... These are notes after notes of me shitting on Eddie Dennis. And I don't want to, because he seems like a lovely bloke. But, I mean... Let's just go did, to the finish, then. I, okay, let me put in this one, <laughs> one question to you. Does he know any other moves apart from forearms? Doesn't need it. <laughs> he fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> um, false finish, false finish, false finish, false finish, false finish. Again and again and again and again. Um, Destroyer jumping off the second rope. Laria. blah, 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 blah. Next up driver by Eddie Dennis. And still champion Eddie Dennis. I like OJMO. He's great, isn't he? And that's the interval. Was it? I don't think it was. Because I thought it was as well. But then I've noted down the interval was actually later. Because Jim comes back and says it was the interval.
0: <laughs> no, because that, that's the last bit. And then after the interval, Ginny kicks off that's the next part of my notes
1: unless uh, I, miss something. I I think oh whatever let's move on so a super duper high quality ad can i even call it an ad for an upcoming progress dates are displayed um it's literally text on the screen Oops. wow briley wow look at the quality of that production
0: <laughs> look I'm if, such you pay, a if you pay for PowerPoint. You want to use PowerPoint. <laughs> you
1: use Word. it didn't even use PowerPoint. It would have been animated if you used PowerPoint. <laughs> Fucking amateurs. So, uh, Jim back in the ring, talking with talky face. Um, I really used to love progress. <laughs> uh, Jim puts over the other lads. Uh, tax, what is a carriage clock? A carriage clock is Your a small class. clock.
0: It's <laughs> a small clock in, um, let's say, cuboid form with a handle oh, to carry around. Big words, I like it. <laughs> a cuboid
1: and <laughs> um, that's even the wrong word because it wasn't a cuboid I don't think it was because it wasn't a perfect cube I don't no. know is it a cuboid does that have to be symmetrical who knows welcome to the, 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 the World of Wrestling Podcast my name's Richard <laughs> we need to get Fentus on here for geometric shapes <laughs> oh god it would be an interesting interview I think he seems like a intriguing chap and well an we an you never know if he will he, he, he could be quiz cup bound. You never know. Oh, I'll, I'm planning something for that, by the way. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe talk about it at the end of the pod. So um, blah, blah, blah. Jim puts everyone over and says that like, oh, progress won't change when I leave. I'm just fucking off out the doors and progress will be great, won't it? Um. So uh, is here. <laughs> Yay. I didn't realize she was the progress Women's champ. This is pretty cool. I love Jenny. She's awesome. Yeah, but face Ginny. Yeah, shit, innit? <laughs>
0: I don't like Face Ginny. I mean, I love Ginny in general, but Face Ginny just doesn't work for me.
1: What's the logic? Why, why would you turn your best heel face? This is like watching The Miz trying to be a face. It doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: Although she did call out people in the crowd, which I enjoyed, so yeah, Face Ginny I mean, works.
1: Well, the other note I've got is some of these fans are utter cunts because they, <laughs> they chant shit at her. as she's trying to cut her promo, and she's just like, yeah, cool, and then just carries on like, yeah, fucking A, Ginny. You're a legend. <laughs> Um let's move on uh, so but basically
0: yeah. Gin- Ginny's promo uh, was saying that she would have fought Tony Storm if she'd not been unwell and that now she's oh, that the reason so why women's good. wrestling is so good is because she's back being progress women's champion and they are the women are going to be the focus of progress in 2020 little did we know someone would eat a fucking
1: bat somewhere and we'd all be fucked there we go allegedly <laughs> so um uh, I have one note here. I wonder if more people watch Progress than NXT UK. Oh, because they're never going to release the
0: network numbers, are they, to see what the viewership on the network is? Uh huh. Hmm. Does anyone watch NXT UK? I know people watch Progress. I certainly have watched more Progress Wrestling than I have NXT UK.
1: Yeah. This is not something everyone talks about. I swear Progress is a bigger product than NXT UK.
0: I don't know how much and again I don't want to delve too much into your your context and what you know now because obviously that's not the whole purpose of this but my thought process because I saw a lot of chatter about is NXT UK going to be affected by these layoffs and I speculated that the contracts are so slightly different based on how everyone is paid and how it's all handled. So I assume that their contracts are very much appearance-based rather than here's your downside guarantee, et cetera. And we we can cut costs by eliminating NXT UK. But if there is a buyout, I'm pretty sure NXT UK will be dead in the water.
1: I know absolutely bugger all about that, and that's not me just uh, kayfabe or whatever. I generally, it's not a discussion I've had with anyone at any point. I haven't heard anything around the office or whatever. I'm not the offices uh, around. I'm not in the office anymore, because obviously, you know, we're all at home.
0: But um, yeah. if I,
1: if I hear anything that uh, I can talk about, I will. But um, even if I could, at this point, I wouldn't because I can't. <laughs> That makes no sense. But anyway. anyway, um, I wonder... Bruh, sorry, let's carry on. So Chris Roberts, yay! Boom. So our proteus champ, Paul Robinson, comes out with his proteus championship belt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, I had to be sick a little bit every time I think about that belt. It's fucking ugly. Jesus Christ. Good thing they got rid of that lovely-looking Atlas championship belt. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> who wants big lads wrestling you know that didn't get progress over at all did it no let's have this dumb stupid belt instead it's just the hardcore belt basically how so, dare you that the uh, the holder can pick whatever type of match they want to wrestle with it yeah great yeah well, why don't they just pick a match where they win every time the match where i win you know the, match is where the other person ne- disqualified if they touch you i mean it's so fucking dumb the whole thing
0: you should you should never go near creative you're supposed to suspend disbelief
1: mate (laughs) disbelief has to have logic behind it but anyway Uh, so Paul slaps a fan on his way to the ring lovely human being isn't he he's been listening
0: to the crowd backstage
1: I fucking love Robbo he's the best so he slaps one fan he's put the finger up to him he shoves another who tries to stand up to confront him I'm like what a cunt he's the best you shouldn't be allowed to get away with this shit like genuinely he's assaulting fans at ringside
0: i'll always remember the story that he told about chasing the man down after hitting his car <laughs> when we're at wembley <laughs> then went up and took his kid from mcdonald's to the money he took from his wallet
1: oh it's <laughs> fucking great what a legend like, pro wrestling needs people like paul robinson you know but
0: this is the other problem i've got with this robo is supposed to be a dastardly heel he's over as a face
1: yeah, I mean again, pretty much everyone in this match is a face. So we've got uh, Paul Robinson, um, we've got Connor Mills who's really really good as well, got a lot of potential needs a gimmick. Uh, Mark Haskins returning from ROH time with Vicky Haskins. Which means Haskins Vicky Haskins,
0: Haskins is there.
1: God damn. So uh versus Cara Noir. This gimmick is fucking over my god this entrance. Good old Black Swan. It's so good. It's so different.
0: Um, it, I really enjoyed one of the. I think it was his match he was wrestling Sue Young, and he did like the bird feeding the other bird gimmick. It was the most
1: oh. disgusting thing I've seen, but it was hilarious. Yeah, that's <laughs> filth. That was riptide, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, um, with everything Caro Noir has and is, like probably the most unique pro wrestling gimmick currently, that isn't like comedy or stupid or whatever, you know, I think that's fair to say. Yes, definitely. Um, do we not think that he could have some more spectacular tights? Maybe would defeat the object
0: of the Black Swan gimmick. It's okay. Brechtian. It's supposed to be minimalistic.
1: Ah, okay. Outside, outside yeah, of the I feathers. Get it. Sure, yeah. I don't know. I feel that like he's such an an outlandish kind of personality. That the 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 black tights just feel like a little plain
0: almost. You know but that adds to the outlandishness of the personality. You're focusing more on him as a character rather than what he's wearing because some wrestlers, Rich, would you believe it, have to cover up their inability <laughs> in ring with gimmicks and paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a non-titled, boo, four-way match. Um, overkill Mark Haskins. Uh, are we going to talk about the word overkill and what it actually means? um no <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah i'm not sure we really should so um oh, okay i'm gonna do it so the, the fans chant kara 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 fucking noir those words do not fit that melody stop fucking doing that um some dickbags are constantly chanting this is haskins and yep. no one's joining in with them but they don't fucking stop chanting What's wrong with the these people? The only thing I can imagine
0: that he was trying to drive the ire of Vicky Haskins to maybe hit him and he was into <laughs>
1: it. Yeah. The S and M shit, you know, yeah. Cause I'd do it. And then uh, yeah, fucking A. So the the last <laughs> thing is the na na, na 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 I apologise for singing that melody on my own podcast because let's just all agree to retire that chant. Yeah? I mean, who could you sing it for
0: cara cara noir (laughs) connor connor mills (laughs) it's so
1: shit there's so many different melodies you can do and they do that constantly (sighs) right so the match we get a four-way lock up and off we go hopefully the fans don't shit all over this (laughs) i can't help it
0: (laughs) i can't stop mentioning them
1: uh kara goes to kiss robbo at one point but robbo bites kara's lip it was so good this is so beautiful yeah uh i will quickly run through the spot so kara goes to kiss Robo. blah 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 uh robbo is a nasty bastard and deserves the world he's so fucking good in this match uh haskins bleeding from the head early on Uh, Robbo and Haskins stiff each other for our amusement. Uh, Haskins (laughs) lobs a chair at Robbo who no-sells it and bleeds profusely from the top of his head where it landed. Safety. Yep. Yeah, Uh, yeah. lots of unprotected chair shots in this which made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Wasn't good. Not as much as the main event but still there was a few here. I refuse to acknowledge the main event was a match. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) So uh, Robbo is now bleeding out the top of his head. Shenanigans all over the shop in this four-way, as you might expect. Uh, Do you want to talk about the Robbo, Vicky, Mark Haskins spots here?
0: The only thing I've got notes down for my um, Vicky Haskins spots was where Vicky was in the ring while Haskins had his... Finishing submission on in the center of the ring is just basically beating people about with
1: a ballot with a baseball bat, <laughs> like you know, the bit where the, the Japanese tag or whatever will stand off and stop the other guys getting in the yeah. ring. Vicki Haskins is doing that, even though she's not in the match, but with a baseball bat, it's fucking great. Genuinely, <laughs> highlight of the match for me, very smart, really, really good because it's no DQ, cause it's a four way, obviously. But they they do so, the whole Vicky getting in the ring, confronting Robbo, then Robbo kind of shoves her face, I think, at one point, and it eventually leads to Robbo sending Mark into Vicky to spear her. And she takes a hell of a bump, to be fair to her. She does.
0: Yeah, that's great. But you can tell, you can tell how Haskins' characters evolved by being in ROH and having his feud with Bubba Ray. That's yeah. really helped him out.
1: I mean, I'm not a big fan, to be totally honest, of Haskins, but um, I don't hate him at all. I uh, appreciate what he's done. Um uh, appreciate the career he's had. Uh, he's got some cool new tights. That was good. Yeah, Car Noir didn't need tights. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So more shenanigans as the match comes to a finish. Karanoir hits the trapper keeper package pile driver onto Connor Mills for the one, two, three. Um and And Jerry- you knew it was gonna be Mills to eat the the pinfall, didn't you, out I of mean- all of that? in terms of like booking a strong style card where you know the young boy always loses to the up and comer or whatever like yeah the star then yeah this is a bit predictable for the one, two, three, and your winner Karanoir so um, Robbo and Karanoir after the match applaud each other Uh, Robbo's up on the uh, entrance way Karanoir's in the ring hopefully leading to something down the line for these two another title unification match (laughs) wait Karanoir oh because he's the champ now isn't he he is, yeah. Okay. And Robbo is obviously still a Proteus champ. Oh, my God. If that means getting rid of the Proteus belt, then I'm for, all for it. Fine. Let's do it. <laughs> so, um, Mills and Noir shake hands. Boo. Uh, Haskins and Cara Noir shake hands. Boo. B- refuse to shake hands. Sorry, but then hug. Boo. Uh, fun match. Uh, at least I cared a bit more about this match than the last one. That's all I've written down here.
0: Yeah. I'd, I'd started, unfortunately, because we're now three hours into this card. And it's we've still got that. two matches left. And at this stage, because I watched this all in one,
1: one you no, know, sorry, sorry, two fell swoops. I was just, I was reaching fatigue at this stage. Sure. So, uh, Jim intros the next match, which is Mustache Mountain making their return. Yeah. yeah. Huge pop. Tyler Bate really likes his own entrance music. <laughs> uh, genuinely chuffed the bits to see these guys. Really, really happy. Uh, their opponents are going to be Dan Maloney. Yeah, fair Way. enough. Up and comer on the UK scene, uh, from the Birmingham uh, scene as well. So it makes sense that he's going to be wrestling uh, Massage Mountain. And, and his partner, there is a huge pop. Oh, fuck. They dubbed over the Hate Breed music. Here's Rampage Brown. Oh, I can't believe they dubbed it over. You can understand why, because copyright and money and all that sort of bullshit. But. Look, it doesn't exist in Mexico. Why does it exist here? Sure. It sucks, doesn't it? Because Rampage's entrance to the Now is the time. It's just the best thing ever. And this music they chose to dub it over with was just loud and shit. And didn't fit the crowd still chanting along with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a shame, but we, we all understand why. So um, Glenn Joseph oh, reminds us that Trent retired Doug Williams' With a crossbody, and I'm sorry I said that. Reminded our lovely listening audience because that is not a thing anyone should ever have to think about,
0: especially as Rampage kicked out at two on it in this match. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Again, this match is all well and good, but it's face versus face. It's just no one cares really. Well, the um, Maloney and
0: Rampage are supposed to be the heels. It's yeah. just Rampage is so <laughs> flipping over.
1: It did not work. It's Rampage Brown in progress. That's not going to fucking work. Yeah. Um. So um, one bit I put here was that, you know what would have been quite good is uh, Bait versus Rampage.
0: Ooh.
1: Very nice. It's just, it would work. I mean, honestly, you could, uh, I like Rampage, don't get me wrong. You could take Tyler Bait and put him in the ring with anyone. He'd probably give you a four or five star match.
0: Would you say on the subject of Tyler Bate and obviously being mindful of time is one of the best in-ring in the world at this moment in time? 100%. He's so young. He's like 20. It's he, fucking he ridiculous d- how good he is. As I said, I wish I just looked like Tyler Bate's like
1: left finger. Sure. <laughs> you know the thing I messaged you about like a couple of weeks ago that we can't talk yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally would. So, um... Uh, don't worry oh god that's going to sound really weird someone doesn't know what we're talking about which is everyone so there we go (laughs) so uh, Maloney kicks out the Tiger Driver 97 boo Uh, Lariat Dragon Suplex combo Maloney keeps kicking out Uh, they're obviously trying to get their boy over you know Um, big 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 strong power moves throughout the end of this match many pile driver uh, back fist by seven knee strike burning hammer combo by mustache mountain for the one two three and your winners of mustache mountain that was a match i enjoyed it i think it's more because i
0: was invested in all four of these people in here considering that rampage had one of my favorite progress matches against kofi sorry kofi coffee i what <laughs> When Rampage and Kofi Kingston battled for the fifth <laughs> place in
1: the New that, Day. That'd be a great match, to be fair.
0: <laughs> I thought you were about to say it'd be great to see Rampage in the New Day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, Kofi Kingston on the indie circuit? I think it would be fucking great, man. He's a good storyteller. Kofi on the indies would be amazing. it would be money. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, he's money anyway. Vince knew how to book him, but whatever. Let's carry on.
0: He did. And he set it all up just so <laughs> came Velasquez no, could did come. Did he,
1: tax? Did he? Uh, did he indeed. Did, and did he? And he, he was the...
0: Ultimate foil for Kane Velasquez, who's done so much of his contract. <laughs> Other than take a photograph of Ronda Rousey at WWE HQ and
1: make Vincent absolutely fucking livid. <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim Smallman does his final match introduction for progress. And I genuinely. He breathes over it. He breathes over it really quickly. He just does his job, gets to the match, because he doesn't want to lose it at this point, obviously um jim's fucking great ain't he and losing progress progress losing jim smallman is a big thing i like matt richards i like a lot of what progress is um for me jim smallman is progress
0: yeah that's that's why i think having this time away is going to be good because it's essentially going to come back as a new breed of professional wrestling under the progress banner. So they've got the benefit of already having the fan base, but hopefully the product's going to go in a different direction to give us something new to revitalize what we loved in that promotion. Sure. I think
1: um, Car in a While with the belt as well is was a very good
0: move. Yeah. But before we get into our main event, as we were saying, Jim's doing his final ring introduction here. Do you think it's impossible for fans who are a big fan of progress and progress's ethos to ever be as immersed in the product knowing full well that it is in the back pocket of big corporate america
1: um oh wow that's an interesting one uh, that's not what i thought you were going to ask me um i'll get onto what i thought you were going to ask me in a second but um honestly i uh, this is not from a rest talk insider perspective or anything like that this is just my opinion i can't see nxt uk surviving No, no chance. I don't know how it does make any sort of financial sense. Um, Unless they're just taking the hit on the finances, and they get that down to like like a write-offable amount every year that it's not an issue if they lose the money and the talent coming through are going to make them enough money in terms of they're going to have these amazing stars coming through from the British scene, which they know they can um, mould and stuff in their style they want. Um, Maybe it will survive, but... Uh, just as its own venture, I just... The only thing I can think of, so let's look
0: at the NXT UK slash progress roster at the moment, and the main people you want to keep on that is going to be Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, because he's there, Tyler Bate, and maybe two or three others who are going to be on full-term contracts, maybe a Ginny, Tony Storm, possibly. Volta. And Volta, who's going to be more NXT bound rather than NXT UK after he's done his bit with Balor. But other than those guys, so let's say best will in the world, WWE have them on a guaranteed contract of 20 grand a year, mm. and then they can go and work select indie dates.
1: That's a couple so, hundred
0: grand a year just for your main talent, you know. But that's what I'm saying. So if they've got those guys on just that, that contract and everyone else is on a paper appearance mm. sort of jobby – if they do go and... I mean, again, the numbers haven't been overly positive for NXT UK as a touring brand. But if you think you've only got to cover your main talent wages in two or three tapings, because let's say they do 4,000 tickets at 20 quid a ticket, you've got £80,000 there. So I know you've obviously got to factor in all the other expenses, but then you've potentially paid off four of your six contracted, big contracted stars in one, one show. So potentially it may pay for those contracts and then dependent on the gate depends on who gets booked as the enhancements because NXT UK I assume maybe I mean the Gallus boys are probably full time as well from a contract standpoint but I can't imagine they'd be earning Pete Dunne Tyler Bate money and Pete Dunne's going to be NXT contract anyway isn't he because he's with um, Dickhead
1: sorry Matt Riddle (laughs) who's awesome Uh, this is the problem with NXT UK uh, straight from the bat was the the very top guys, you're already thinking about where they're gonna be going, not that they're the top guys from to UK, you know? Yeah. So you have that constant dichotomy of just like, oh, I don't know whether I should leave or whether I should stay or whatever it is, and do you book them as the top talent, and do you have Volta have a massive run when we all know Volta on the main card could be the guy against guys like Brock and Drew and whoever, you know, like Roman Reigns and shit. All all I'd say from an NXT UK standpoint
0: is that it won't be profitable, but I don't think it's going to hemorrhage money because they've already paid for their lease on their UK warehouse. All the guys are there and exclusive. And one would also speculate if you're going to go for old carney style wrestling booking. um, If they're going to be working dates for people, then these boys are going to be having to give a
1: cut to the E. Sure. When's the last time you saw a bit of news, watched an episode, heard about a push or a change or anything like that with NXT UK? Um, after the second tournament? <laughs> I mean, I work in full-time pro wrestling. I haven't heard fucking anything about it. It's weird. I I, I I hope, for the for the sake of the talent who are
0: involved in this project, that once everyone's live events and live entertainment can happen again that they do start it's a touring brand but i do wonder how long it's going to be in the uk before we're going to be allowed to have these gatherings as such and i think by that time obviously everyone's going to be very keen to go out and see sporting events but i just wonder if they'll just quietly dissolve it
1: you know what's the the solution here WWE Progress. Just mold the two. Just have yeah, them do Progress as they do it. Just call it WWE Progress.
0: I don't think so, because WWE need content. And that's the thing for the network, which is why I think it will still continue if they can, if it's not hemorrhaging too much money, because they just need content for that network. But they've even got the problem now, that the, the BT deal, where they originally were showing... NXT the day after on the network now in the UK you get NXT one week later rather than right. the day later because of the deal they've got with BT to show it in the oh, UK that's
1: fucking shit isn't it? Yeah. So, now, that.
0: so now if you're a UK subscriber to the network you're getting Raw and Smackdown 5-6 weeks behind, you're getting NXT US a week behind and so your only original content is 205 Live that
1: no one watches and NXT UK that no one watches. Yeah, it's weird in that I want I want progress to be what I remember it being, but I think we've gone beyond that now. And I think fuck it, just fully sell out. You know, like I'd I'd pack it in to be honest and just do NXT stuff.
0: But this is the thing Whatever. I don't I don't consider again and unfortunately because I look at it from a business standpoint, taking investment and taking money to hopefully be able to have a better product is not selling out yes it's got punk rock roots but fucking hell the offspring when they released americana everyone's like oh they've sold out it's like well dude there's a
1: big difference between like you know signing to a major record label and still being the same band and not booking the guy who should be champion because someone else tells you not to
0: yeah but i mean come on let's look at americana and let's look back at previous Offspring albums, they're not the same, and that's what we're getting with Progress Now. <laughs> uh, hmm, don't know about that one, but okay, let's move on. So dare you. <laughs> Ix- and smashed a head and shoulders above
1: Americana. Yeah, sure. Because la, 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 so punk rock, isn't it? Yeah. So uh Davey star is here, boys. Yeah, Davey, Davey, Davey fucking star. I could chant too, motherfuckers.
0: He's certainly a man who doesn't have low self-esteem.
1: I fucking adore this man. I don't necessarily think well his politics are right wherever i'm pretty lefty we all know this um but like i think maybe he's a bit too far sometimes and <laughs> it, it becomes um, not a conversation anymore with the way he talks about politics and stuff i like a conversation you know um i his, like
0: david Starr wrestler i yeah. don't like david Starr businessman or person as a wrestler
1: i think him tyler bay brian danielson maybe like okada people like that like in that category i think he's that good wow i really do i've seen so many matches i remember the first time seeing him and just being like holy fucking shit there's a guy to remember
0: i enjoyed him when we went to the ref pro slash new japan show milton keynes show yeah. when he was there and i've always enjoyed his in ring work even to this match where it's a hardcore match so he's not wearing his trunks he's wearing what can I describe as the best colored trousers? <laughs> Red jeans, yeah.
1: Red jeans and a wife beta. <laughs> yeah, because uh, his CZW roots, you know, he could do death matches. Yeah, <laughs> we're, exactly. we're spoiling this shit, yeah, but it is good. So, uh, generic music hits after Davey's done his entrance, wearing a Bernie shirt, by the way. Well, America, you know. Uh, it's a shame that didn't work out. Fucking Joe Biden. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> generic metal music hits, and there's a huge pop from the crowd. I'm like, what? wait, what's going on? And then uh, uh, Snitsky's here. Uh, they've obviously dubbed over someone's music and I immediately realise, oh, it's Jimmy Havoc because the lights are red and there's a very long introduction on this evidently AFI song.
0: <laughs> are you suggesting Havoc has AFI as an entrance? I didn't know he liked that band. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, it does the long ass intro and we hear this very, very generic metal music. And yay, it's Jimmy Havoc. Awesome. It's, it's again, we understand why they've done this, but it does spoil it. Um, there's weapons set up all over the ring. It's time for your main event of the evening. It is announced as a death match of Davy Star versus Jimmy fucking
0: Havoc. Tex Williams instantly cancels demand Progress subscription.
1: I wondered whether you actually even watched this. Because <laughs> I know it's not your thing at all. I did watch it because
0: I'm a professional. We cover it for the podcast. It doesn't mean that I thought any of it had any worthwhile other than Davey Starr's lovely red trousers.
1: Okay. So let's fire through the match. So um, you call
0: call it a match.
1: (laughs) Davey has a few extra nicknames to start that I marked out for. Uh, Should be the champ. He's really fucking over. Um, This seems to be his last match of progress because, you know, sellouts um <laughs> grabs a staple gun out of a bin and off we go davey blades within seconds of the match starting he's really fucking into this hardcore shit isn't he yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah self-harm uh, so jimmy staples davey's shirt to his back and genuinely got a out of me when davey tries to yank the shirt away and the staples won't let the shirt go from his back it's
0: a good thing he's got a mate in the ring to help.
1: Yeah, because Jimmy then comes and just whips it off, and you're like, oh, it's genuinely gross. That's horrible. I don't like that at all.
0: Well, in fairness, it's the same thing as like when you're trying to take a plaster off. It hurts when you do it, but if you get a mate to rip it off, it's fine.
1: Plaster, staples in my back. Um, I think I know which one I would take, but it's what it is. Don't know, I'm pretty hairy. <laughs> So, very, very unprotected shots with weapons make me feel uncomfortable. Does his union cover that, Joey? Mm, indeed. So, um, let's just fly through it. Fuck it. So, chairs, skewers. Jimmy isn't having any having any of it. Drawing pins, thumbtacks, dumped on a chair by Jimmy. Uh, the bunch of following spots includes Davy sitting in the thumbtacks. Drawing pins, whatever. Um, Assair, blot. A set-up chair breaks apart as Davy slams Jimmy into it. Quite a scary spot. All perfectly
0: safe and legitimate professional wrestling.
1: Yeah, I thought he'd <laughs> stabbed himself with a chair at one point. It was not very nice.
0: Anywhere, and I know it's done in there, like you've covered it in the spots, but just the two of them being invited to sit down and just stab skewers into each other's heads. It's like, what the
1: fuck is this? Yeah, it's not for me um horrible things with drawing pins wooden skewers in the head pile driver from the hardest part of the ring to the floor through a table um actually quite safely done to be fair considering what i just described
0: Yes, yeah, someone had invested in a breakaway table
1: yeah actually worked um, well, let's talk about the end in a second. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I just accidentally fucking went to the beginning of my notes. Right. One second, blah, 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 blah. They have this whole thing where they've discovered that they can set up chairs like normally, but then turn them 90 degrees onto their side and slam each other onto them. And the chairs don't give way. And I'm like, it's, it's horrible to see I understand the drama of it, but it kind of, there's no illusion here. You're just fucking hurting each other.
0: Yeah, this this is the whole thing. Sim- I, I know um, a couple of the SCPW roster have recently found Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan, so I've
1: encouraged them to go and watch episode 41, where he covered that show. GCW but- just put that up live for free yeah. on YouTube, that's why. Yeah, I thought I'd mention it in case we want to go see it, because it is one of the greatest matches of all time. It's
0: our favourite match of the year, and our polls and our awards. Yeah, but- thank you,
1: Bryce. You're a legend. It's just... Jesus Christ,
0: it's just... Uh, it, once you've seen deathmatch wrestling is a skill and fair play to everyone who does it because it is an art form <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> sorry well no it, it's an art form it's i can to, see to i can see you grit, saying that through gritted teeth as you're saying no, it as well i, I was laughing because, because you hate this shit uh, it's not for me but the people who do it who put themselves and their bodies in great jeopardy to entertain people you know, it's it's a skill and it's an art form to be able to do it and to be able to have that level of creativity and that level of violence to be able to do it. I've always said since day one of this pod that this is not my cup of tea and like Havoc and Clint Margera being sort of two of the bigger names I know from BritRess who do really well in these tournaments of death. Uh-huh. It's great that they do it and they fly the flag for, for BritRess. And as I said, I've never really had any... I've never had any negative um, interactions with Jimmy Havoc. I've had indifferent reactions with Jimmy Havoc, but everyone else seems to think he's and he's he's a lovely chap. Was what you've said, what other people have said we've spoken to, and the same thing as Clint Margera. He's a lovely guy, but cool. then to be able to then switch it on to be this level of violence for for entertainment purposes, you know you've got to give props to people for doing it because people do love deathmatch wrestling and these guys uh, from the like the CZW days are two of the very
1: best at what they do. I it just isn't CZW. for me. CZW, you're so English. It's brilliant. That's because I'm British. Zed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's literally no story here. It's two dudes just killing each other for the sake of it. It's kind of stupid and silly, but it's what it is. I think we should just put
0: that on a t-shirt because that sums up my view of deathmatch wrestling perfectly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's it, It's really, I've, I've just had enough and I noticed there was 12 minutes left on this. So thankfully, like the finish comes almost immediately after I wrote that. So Davey does the whole pouring salt all over himself because he's bleeding and that's meant to be very painful. Uh, barbed wire board onto a table. Davey falls back onto it from Brett's rope. Uh, double stomp by Havoc off the top. I am the table. The table does not go anywhere. Uh, Rainmaker by Havoc, or Acid Rainmaker, I think he calls it. Um, Davy Starr lands on the barbed wire board. For the one, two, three, and kind of out of nowhere, to be totally frank, uh, Jimmy Havoc wins the match. Um, the two lads do a fist bump post-match, and that's it.
0: They went to the finish quickly because Havoc was like, my last tube to get to the airport so I can fly back to AW's leaving soon, so let's just get home. Yeah
1: genuinely could have been who knows man so um uh, do you want to say anything about the match I think you've said your piece really yeah I like David Starr as a wrestler (laughs) yeah should have put him over Volta my god it would have been good think of the pop think of the fucking pop I mean to be completely honest all
0: (sighs) I've been thinking about since we started talking about this match so I'm gonna go online after we finish I'm gonna buy myself a pair of red jeans
1: (laughs) (laughs) not the 90s anymore text. so uh, jimmy thanks jim smallman post-match says thank you for everything you've done for him uh, kind of a small touching moment i guess
0: which in fairness um to be able to put him on that bigger stage in brit rest and to have that much faith in havoc to let him run that big the first sections of that progress run with the scepter and the feud with smallman he owes it. owes Jim a lot yeah yep,
1: absolutely man yep to me like that was what made progress. It's Marty skells early matches and then Jimmy Havoc and Will Ospreay with Zack Saber Jr. kind of on the back burner as well. You know, it's those guys that really made this company.
0: Yeah, and then the prominence of Dunn Bait and Seven was the ne- the next big yeah. iteration for for a push for them. They kinda and kicked now, it over
1: the fence, you know.
0: Yeah, and now we're just waiting for the next run of talent. Maybe the OJMO will be one of the guys to get that notoriety to, to help push progress back into the main event. Car and Noir, yeah. You know, but sure. we'll, we'll get to that when we sum up shortly.
1: Yep, Ilya really Dragunov, Carl Fletcher, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So Havoc picks up Davy and hugs him. Um, this is Davy saying goodbye to Progress, and I think um, he just tapped the logo on the ring, walks to the back, and uh, my literally my note says, "So fuck WWE." I guess like this really annoyed me because Davy and Progress seems like a great match, you know.
0: I mean, again, I I will still take this with a pinch of salt, because it's all, (laughs) see what I did there? (laughs) Because I still believe that if the Progress Boys really, really wanted David Starr to wrestle for them, do you honestly think that Vince McMahon gives that much of a shit what, 800 people at the ballroom thing if Davy <laughs> Starr's there in comparison to this guy wants a union well we're not going to have a fucking union so I don't really care what he says uh, he's hired murderers and rapists I don't <laughs> think he cares about some bloke who wants to set up a union sure
1: but I because I and he still employs paedophiles, so you know let's carry on <laughs> <laughs> so. I, sus- I
0: suspect that a lot of the looking at the other side of the David Starr thing is David Starr is refusing to work for Progress because they won't acknowledge equity as a union or something like that based on their share ownership or dealerships or whoever
1: got money in Progress etc who knows man so Davey almost tears up as he's leading up the entranceway. Takes because one there last... there goes a
0: good earning.
1: Yeah, sure, man. I think it's definitely there's a... I know we're joking we're walking around, but I think there's a real emotional thing here. He has a big attachment to this crowd, and he got a lot from Progress, you know, really helped put him on the map.
0: Yeah, pro, similar to how we were just saying about Havoc, Progress made David Starr a household name in
1: Britrest. Yeah, I'd say that's true, man. So he takes one last look back at Camden. Uh, real shame, this... Uh, that it's not going to be a continuation but it's what it is at least so, um, he can still wrestle in wxw oh wait <laughs> yeah fucking a uh, he can still wrestle for ott though can't he yes good lads uh, let's just start watching ott everyone they seem to be doing good stuff at the moment so uh jim smallman gives his final speech of progress jim puts over progress in the british scene jim smallman tells us he's going to go stand on that stage and say goodbye one last time Why is there a graphic telling me not to copy this shit as it fades to black? Really, Briley? Like, Jim literally sends his whole speech going, I'm going to go walk up to this stage and I'm going to say goodbye one last time. He says it five or six times in this speech. And he goes to do it. And probably fucking cuts the video. Yeah, but do you think that was more of a gym request rather than anything else? I because it's done. not go fuck himself. I'm like, no, we're <laughs> immortalizing this moment. This is a hundred shows. You can't cut away from this moment for the fans that couldn't get a fucking ticket. No, I think because I th-
0: cause I, th- I think when I when I saw that and it cut and it started rolling their very budget credits. Um, I just thought to myself, well, that's that's going to be a gym request because he's always been about the wrestling. It's not about him. So to end Chapter 100 going off the air with him hugging Glenn and John. Why is he giving the know, speech then? Because they need to have closure. But not and, enough
1: closure is what you're saying.
0: Well, I, and, and again, let it be for the fans who are in attendance. Get Bull quick, repression refresh.
1: So, uh, yeah, fucking dumb. So um, this show was a slog. I've come out of it slightly different to that. Because I I used to love Progress, and this was terrible.
0: Progress, as we've touched on, is starting to show signs of having some talent that, if booked correctly, they can start having compelling storylines and compelling feuds. You've got a car in a while. You've got Kyle Fletcher. If they've now got Rampage back, just be that that hospe veteran guy to help people like the ojmo coming through if they let mark andrews have another run and yes i know mark andrews isn't everyone's cup of tea as a main eventer but he's a good hand to have in that main event scene if they can start building around four or five core wrestlers who don't go off to have nxt contracts who still have the ability to move around freely on on brit wrestling across europe and across the world then there is a good chance that in the next 12 to 18 months progress is going to turn a corner and push on the only downside and this isn't a wwe has killed brit rest because it hasn't because it's created opportunities for people like Cara noir and the ojmo and kyle fletcher to now be in these positions to be main event in companies like progress it's just they need to make sure that they they know their long term booking and ideally if they can get these talents to commit to six to 12 months worth of story and maybe use more from Knuckleblocks. you know they've got a fantastic training school down the road from where they hold the shows and i know they have these guys on the pre-show but let's start using these guys more who therefore have that loyalty to progress to essentially blood sweat and tears for progress and i just hope that They now have, with an extra, a new pair of eyes on the product in those creator meetings, provided they give people like Matt Richards a fair crack of the whip to let his ideas play out as well, to then have a bit more of a support network for for those guys and to be full-time progress, not part-time juggling stuff with NXT UK. It's just, it's going to take a while to build it back up. I'd say 12 to 18 months from when we get back to having wrestling shows that's when we're going to start seeing hopefully a more engaging progress product this show was fun but the problem is for me as i said the the comedy matches were good fun the the gimmicky bits were good fun but where i knew when we were going to watch unboxing we wouldn't have any compelling storylines because purely based on the type of show that it was
1: yeah so you were talking about hopefully they'll turn a corner and you know once we all get back in the swing of things like they'll have a new crop of guys like we should have said that when pete dunn dropped the belt we should have said that when uh travis dropped the belt you know like you're talking jack sexsmith he should have had it but Vol- volta had a really good run but what did they do with it they put eddie dennis over who has done fucking nothing you know it's we're, it's just over and over and over again they've let me down and I don't want them to. I was a dedicated Progress fan for a long time. Signed up the subscription service. I'd try and buy tickets all the time. i have been to a whole bunch of their shows. I've had some amazing times with Progress. And I don't want this to be like, I'd hate Progress. Because I genuinely have loved many, many of their shows. We've had great times at their shows. Even the shows that I haven't enjoyed so much, like the last Alley of Halley one we went to. We had a good time being there, at least just hanging out as friends. Um, I,
0: that, that that's the thing wasn't it it was more the social aspect ali pally more than the in ring and roberts's destroyer sure
1: <laughs> but it's like but- a spot show which okay let's just take this what it is it's a spot show um we've reviewed 64 65 pods on this now how many we reviewed? i don't know lots we've watched a shitload of better spot shows than this
0: yeah i mean this is this is the problem isn't it you can't liken unfortunately a wrestling promotion to a football club you support that when it goes through the down times it's shit but you've got to stick with it because luckily with pro wrestling you can chop and change there's a lot of it out there at the moment if you were like a vain human being progress would be like your girlfriend who's got fat and you've dumped her
1: but you'll take her back (laughs) when she gets hot again (laughs) yeah i guess i'm a vain cunt then i honestly would have rather watched an episode of smackdown or something (laughs) <laughs> at least the production would have been watchable oh crikey but you know I said
0: trying to take the positives car in a while with the belt as long as they keep pushing forward with that that's going to be very good the Kyle Fletcher I agree going to be and if someone gives
1: Connor Mills a gimmick man that kid's going to fly yeah. they've got all the potential in the world I'm begging you whoever's making those decisions at Progress don't fuck it up again okay and we also both completely understand if you never invite us back to
0: any of your media shows now. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? I don't need it.
1: <laughs> so um we're gonna rate this show, I guess. Go on, give it some cornflakes. Two. Minus five cornflakes. No, I'm joking. Jesus. Uh it it's 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 like a one, I'm gonna be honest. I just didn't enjoy it. There was one good match, it was the comedy shit, the reverse battle royal, but um Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'll give it a two. Comfortable two.
0: But more importantly, let's try and finish this on a positive. For the next four weeks, we have an
1: absolute flipping treat. We've got a whole bunch of stuff, Goodline. I said I was going to talk about something at the end of this pod today. What was it? Do you remember?
0: Uh,
1: I can't remember,
0: but all I know is that... Uh, Sorry about uh, that. What we were planning on doing... um, Oh, for, for the next few
1: shows, for
0: the next few shows, so we were going okay, to start okay. looking. Oh, hold on, one second, because oh.
1: I expanded this list.
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm still sticking to those
1: three. Okay, I think so go on, you now say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Well, because obviously we love a trilogy here at World of Wrestling Podcast, um, and we were going to start looking at the Austin Rock trilogy. Now there have been some absolutely fantastic matches between these two, but I thought it would be really. Good to look back at their WrestleMania record against each other. So we're going 15, 17, and 19. However, there was one show that both of us really wanted to watch. So we're essentially going to have a prequel Mm -hmm. to the trilogy. Which is going to be next week. Which is next week's episode. We're going to be watching WWF In Your House, Degeneration
1: X. From 1997, which is basically the first pay-per-view i watched upon my second set of fandom very so nice that's one of the reasons i really wanted to watch it, is i came in just at the end of 97 so beginning of 98 so this was a thing and I, I remember watching this show in full i think i own it on vhs somewhere um and- but yeah i was desperate to do that so we picked the three shows We're gonna do the three manias of rock austin because you know everyone loves a WrestleMania, right? Um but yeah, and the DX show first though. So basically it's like a quadrilogy.
0: Don't tell Triple H
1: (laughs) (laughs) or Kevin Nash. Or Vince. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, we'll have to recap uh nineteen ninety eight Survivor series because that's Rock Austin as well. We'll have to recap Backlash ninety nine and Raw Rumble two thousand one. But we would do those when we do the manias that are relevant to those. Because, uh, yeah. Well, we're going to have to talk about uh, Rocky is the latter heel as well before yeah. WrestleMania 19 that I'm really looking forward to. It's a an time.
0: And what I'm looking forward to, because I still, and I think uh, a lot of wrestling fans would agree, WrestleMania 17 to me was one of, if not the best WrestleManias. And I'm really hoping in my heart of hearts that this still holds
1: up. Uh, today so it's gonna be nice to go and revisit that and also
0: who doesn't love seeing a gimmick battle royal
1: yeah fucking a man. uh 15 uh, is a bit shit but 17, nineteen are right up there Should I we mean, also it- talk about the other shows that we're doing after that trilogy quadrilogy whatever
0: yeah far away
1: so uh, i don't know how much i've discussed with you though you, have you i've got one two three four five six seven eight and then another trilogy we've got the list so far away you want me just to go over it? okay let's yeah. do it so Maybe not in this order. Let's put it that way. So I've got WWF New Year's Revolution two thousand five. The last is, time
0: I marked out as a wrestling fan.
1: Which is the one from is it Cuba? Not Cuba. It's a South American it's the, country. It's the one where uh, is, Puerto Rico. It's the one where Edge cashed in, isn't it? Uh, well, we'll see when we get to the show, eh? <laughs> so, uh, AAA's Invading New York 2019, which is their show from Madison yes. Square Garden, which looks brilliant and hilarious. Uh, we've got, then we're going to do a bit of a trilogy, we think, here. We're going to do PWG's Battle of Los Angeles from yes. maybe this year? Yes, yes. Okay, well, the last one. We've then got WF Canadian Stampede, which I believe is a request. It is, yep. Okay, I can't remember by who. I didn't write it down, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And then the last few we've got, we've got um, GCW's uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport from 2019, the faux MMA sort of show. Can't wait. <laughs> Should be very interesting. And then we've got two trilogies. Uh, one of them is our Barry Wyndham trilogy, which is very unique. Don't think anyone's done that. And then we've got, well, I, I think everyone would be looking forward to, especially with our listener base which is i don't know if i've even spoken to you about doing this uh simply brett versus owen
0: it's gonna be incredible isn't it i can't incredible
1: fucking wait i'm like let's just get through the next like two months so we can just get to brett versus owen because (laughs) holy shit maybe that'll be our like post-lockdown trilogy that we'll give everyone you know
0: someone had also suggested to me um to be really really niche um I won't embarrass them. They've asked if at some point we'll be able to do the Meathead Mr. Wicked trilogy.
1: I mean, we could (laughs) do a proper, like, our friends indie promotion sort of thing, you know?
0: I mean, I don't know if I've got all the footage.
1: I mean, how honest can I be about people we actually know?
0: I mean, by the time we get round to doing it, um, we'll either be fully back in the wrestling (laughs) and then I'll be in the ring so people can beat me up, or... (laughs) We'll still be in lockdown and no business will be able to run again, so I can just live in my house forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, maybe we won't piss off all of Maybe we'll do an SEPW show, let's put it that way. Yeah, I think that could be quite good fun. Because, I mean, we talk about it on every podcast anyway, so... <laughs>
0: yeah let's 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 pick an acpw show All and right. we can sl- slate my commentary let's pick one where i'm also in ring so we can slate my in ring ability
1: and my commentary in one show <laughs> are we bold enough to bring uh coach wicked who owns the fucking promotion onto the pod where we review his own show i don't think i could
0: take his criticism <laughs> on the pod <laughs>
1: break my tiny heart (laughs) all right let's leave it there thank you everyone for listening this has been a really fun episode i needed this man i've been working my ass off last few days appreciate it
0: yeah if you enjoy if if you're a new listener to us you know we do we are positive about some wrestling uh go and find our archive i was positive
1: about this show what are you talking about (laughs) <laughs>
0: you can go find our archive at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com Best way to interact with us is on Twitter at worldofwrestpod We also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash worldofwrestlingpodcast
1: We need to get back to you promoting t shirts at the beginning of the pod as well, by the way. We've got to do it because people were buying our t shirts loads and then they just haven't the last few months because we just haven't mentioned it because we're shit. Well,
0: uh, no, it's not. It's not we're shit. It's just, <laughs> let, let's be honest, at the moment, people need money for other things. I don't want to shield sorry. I don't want to shield shit that people don't necessarily if you've got a bit of spare money like what we do you can head over to amazon.co.uk search world wrestling podcast and buy yourself a lovely uh world wrestling podcast t-shirt
1: yeah don't currently though go support your favorite indie wrestler go buy their t-shirt go buy a murder clown t-shirt he's our favorite wrestler go and buy a
0: tex williams t-shirt because you know i need money
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you everyone (laughs) love you lots hope you're all good doing okay in this uh crappy station bullshit and don't forget you can find him at fanboy rich on oh, Twitter yeah. and me at the
0: Tex Williams on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But best place to interact is on the Twitter machine. Yeah,
1: what a respond Give us a shout there. All right, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.